Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, we got bonus content for you coming at you on May 1st, 2020. And we are maybe in the, uh, or getting to the other side of coronavirus or whatever the hell that might look like. And a lot of us have been sidelined here for the better part of uh, four, five, and six weeks potentially. But not my expert guest coming up here has been busier than ever. He is the sponsor of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less and the uh, proprietor of the butcher shop out there in Pensacola, Florida, Kevin Green. Kevin, appreciate you taking time out here because I know it's been really busy for you here over this period of time. First and foremost, I had mentioned on my Tuesday show that literally as we were getting ready to go on the air at 9 o'clock at night earlier in the day, I had started to see through various news outlets across the internet, through television, that there was an impending meat shortage and that we were going to start seeing and feeling the effects by the end of the business week. Well, guess what? It's the end of the business week. It's Friday as somebody who's got their hands deep in the meat, as it were. And that sounds really bad when I say it out loud. What do we know about meat shortages, impending meat shortages? And is this something that we are really going to feel the effects of as a consuming public? Well, I appreciate you having me on. You know, I, I think it's real to a certain extent. And I think that as the large producers, large processors, and, and large big box guys, they're definitely going to see it initially. We've been fortunate in that we have access to so many different suppliers. You know, if you're 100% Smithfield pork, um, you're probably already seeing major outages. And if you're, you know, on a contract price, nationally with you know tyson and ibp you're probably already seeing some of that but there's product out there you know i was not uh, i was not of the opinion that there was going to be this major shortage until the percentage of processors got up to the level it is now but there's sadly there's plenty of meat they just have to get it to the right source is this an instance where we have livestock actually live waiting to be called and we don't have anything to do with them at the moment? That's a part of it. I mean, the reports of poultry being euthanized is, is real. You know, I think the reports of some pigs being buried before their time are real. You know, if a guy, if a process a plant does 50 head a day and, you know, he's got 80 head, he can only do 50. So those other 30 just roll to the next day on top of the next 50. So it is a real problem. But I think that if, you know, you're smart enough and, and you put the time in, you know, unless you're just, you know, a, a 2,000, 8,000 store operation, um, there's product out there to be had. Throughout the span of this show, we have always talked about or always encourage folks when they have the opportunity and if they live by a butcher shop uh, where you're located there in Pensacola or where I'm in greater Cleveland area, there still seem to be more than a handful of mom and pop type butcher shops and meat purveyors. At this stage, given the scenario that we're under, is this a time when if you have not been that person to venture out and try and find them and start those relationships, you want to do it now? Absolutely, without a doubt. I, I know just speaking from you know our experience, you know, these past eight, 10 weeks have been by far the busiest time we've ever seen. Today, we've never run out of hand. There was probably
probably an eight or nine day span at the height of the, the panic where we were the only store in town that had any tangible meat. Two days ago, customers were coming in saying they couldn't find any chicken at Sam's. The big guy's always going to get hit the quickest. Your small local store ha- has the option of, of buying from whomever he wants. And if they put the time in, they're going to have product for you. So I would highly encourage if you're listening and having trouble finding meat, go to the small local guy. He can probably do you a good job. Are the bigger stores getting hit simply because it is assumed by the general public that if they have a membership there or they can gain access, they're just going to have the lion's share of the amount that's available, so they'll go there first and overbuy like people were doing with toilet paper? Do you imagine that people are out there over the last couple days hoarding meat? You know, honestly, I think it's the other alternative. The big guy isn't getting the product that, that he needs. I, a good friend of mine runs a public meat department about a mile from us. Mm-hmm. And during the height of, you know, the Corona panic buy for two weeks, he got zero product out of his warehouse other than some grind. So he wasn't getting any roast. He wasn't getting any primals to cut steaks. They physically didn't have it. Um, you, you think about that big ship, trying to turn it turns very very slowly so i don't know that it's uh the big box store is feeling the the effect from from the overbuying as much as they flat just don't have the product and the other thing is the pricing if we did business how we always do and i just picked the phone and called my largest beef supplier this week and ordered what i needed my truck roast would be three dollars pound higher than it is today but you know, you, you, you've got to call those smaller purveyors that have inventory from pre-panic, and they own it right. Should there be any caution from a buyer's standpoint, and I'm not saying that you're doing this or anybody you know that is doing this, but if you have a surplus and you know the situation now, that business might dictate sure. that the cost of that is now going to be jacked up because people know or the sellers know that there's going to be a demand from the public. You know, I, I, there's always that, you know, here in Florida, we deal with it with hurricanes all the time. And and I've seen and heard that here locally. You know, we're still selling ground trucks for three ninety nine a pound like we did last year. And there are retailers in our town that are six ninety nine. Um, you know, selling truck roasts for $9 a pound. Because they can get that right now, they're trying to, to reel in some extra I, profit? I, I I think some of them are doing it because they can get it. And then, then others of them are just buying at that open market price. Uh, Maybe they could be six ninety nine, but because they know there's the panic, they bump it up another dollar or two. We, we haven't changed one retail up in three months since this whole thing started. Is there ever a conversation between you, Jordan, and the rest of the folks there that Maybe you should adjust up and take a little bit extra because the market is good, or does that make for potentially bad feelings when things start to recorrect and get back to normal? Uh, folks will have a tendency to remember, hey, they tried to squeeze a couple extra bucks a pound out right. of us, and now we'll look somewhere else. Absolutely. I mean, I would tell you that our margin on ground truck is much less than it was three months ago, but our volume of, on it is 100 times. So, you know, we, we, we take the business model of the overall number and until we have to take a price up we won't because our, our mindset is if you don't raise the price people will remember that just as quickly as they will if you got it up 
I had mentioned earlier at the beginning that uh, you guys are really hammering and you've been doing it for any number of weeks. In fact, before we actually got on, you had mentioned it seems like it's the week leading into Christmas uh, every week since this whole thing has started. Are you surprised that you have been this busy or is this something you were accounting for as you started to see this roll out and hearing of the restrictions that were going to be put in place? You know, I, I knew that business would grow, and I knew that um, we would be very busy. The the thing that, that I really didn't factor in, and, and one of my friends who shops with us told me, if you really think about it, and you have a husband and wife that work, typically work outside the home, and they've got three or four teenagers, and the teenagers are active, you, you know this, they're rarely ever eating at home normally because mm-hmm. they work outside, they're eating lunch out, you know, dinner is on the go, going to this activity or that activity. Well, now there's six adults at home eating three meals at home. So the first few weeks, it was just over the top hamburger, chicken, pork chops, and staple items they could stock up on. And after that, business continued to grow just because consumption was through the roof. And we were seeing steaks and brisket and, you know, they wanted variety. They, They were tired of hamburgers and meatloaf so the usage is definitely up for sure people know the butcher shop here within our sect as being a purveyor that has access to the highest end meats possible certainly as you're talking about commodity or just general retail grade you've been seeing a lot of volume moving and a lot of interest in are you seeing people asking for prime beef or wagyu beef as well or has that started to taper at least kind of remain where it was prior to all this happening. You know, I, I would say the indexes on those, those grades are even higher. Hmm. Um, you know, some, some of it may be people that say all this stuff's going on, you know, I deserve it. And, and some of it may be, you know, I, I know the economy is not well right now, but we're not seeing a trade down into high choice for us. If anything, we're probably selling more prime and Wagyu than we did a month ago. Your own speculation on how long you think this might take a hold? You know, I, I would suspect that within, you know, three to four weeks, they, things always have a way of getting back. To, in, in terms of the meat shortage and the processors, I think that there'll be two to three weeks of really bumpiness. And then after that, the system kind of writes itself. But in terms of, you know, the real question is, how do people react once restaurants start opening in their town and the society as a percentage, we just eat out so often people coming in saying, you know what? I saved a thousand dollars this month, mm-hmm. not eat now or, you know, and, and we need to support the restaurants. I mean, they're vital to our economy, but it'll be interesting to see six months, same rate they did two months ago, or are they reverting back to more, not to like it was when you and I were kids, but you know, is that, is that frequency of eating out the same as it used to be, or is it a little less? We could see some firmness on business long-term. Initially, Kevin, uh, just your thought, do you think that when you're allowed to, to go out just here in, in Cleveland, they're really not allowing restaurant right. eating in yet? And then I've heard uh, once that starts, it might be at 25% of whatever your capacity or 50% of your capacity. Even with that rolling out and whatever safety measures are going to be put in place, depending on what state you're in, because it will vary from state to state and governor to governor, do you think people are going to be apprehensive about going into a 
confined-ish area, or do you think they'll be ready to, to get out and assume that all the proper safety measures are being taken place by the restaurants and they will frequent them, uh, but at a much lesser rate than you would find in a normal time? I know for us, we're starting today with 25% capacity inside and, of course, the outside seating if it's available. You know, I, I think it just depends on where people are with this whole pandemic. I think if you're, you know, 24, 25 years old and, you know, you, you don't have any exposure to this other than being quarantined and you don't know anybody that's been sick, then you're probably going to go back about your daily life like it was two months ago. But, you know, if you're a little older like me or definitely my parents, they're probably not going to be quick. I, I can't see my mother going to a restaurant for six months, maybe maybe the balance of this year. So I think you'll see some sector of the population going right back to business as usual. Kevin, if somebody calls you now, I mean, obviously, if you're within the local area or within driving distance of the butcher shop, you can go in and take advantage uh, just like you would in a normal retail. But if somebody's going to call in because you do a decent amount of business through Facebook orders and through sure. the hotline there, what can people expect that is available, or do they have to call every day to see what is, is able to ship out? Yeah, we, uh, you know, shipping is a little dicey for us right now. Mm-hmm. In terms of what's available, um, we're probably running about a 95% fill rate. Um, there's a few items that through this, through this processor, um, you know, pandemic changes, uh, people closing, they're just not processing, you know, the the big pork producers are cutting back on St. Louis style ribs or labor intensive things. Brisket flats are virtually impossible to get right now because they're just not processing them. We kind of put our shipping on hold and we're kind of looking at it week to week just based on the sheer volume of, of business that we, we have to account for locally. You know, if we just don't have physically don't have time to, you know, pack the orders and ship them. But from a variety standpoint, we're about 95%. It just, we're really taking, we probably shipped out two weeks out of the last six. Um, just because just, it just physically is not possible and not to throw the shipping guys under the bus. But, um, I would say that whether it's UPS or FedEx, um, their fill rate is not overly attractive right now either. They, they have their own challenges. There's no doubt about it that you go yeah. on Amazon or if you buy anything, off uh, or right. online at this point, you can see that the shipping times are uh, markedly uh, back than they would normally be under a regular economic scenario here. How's everybody at the shop holding up? Are they down for this great run that we're in? <laughs> you know, they, they've been, we've been extremely fortunate. The challenge is how long it lasts. You know, we, we started about four days ago to see a little tail off, and, and then the meat shortage panic um, reared its head, and now, now we're back. Right now, today, everybody's holding up pretty well, but I tell you, my crew's done amazing how many hours they're putting in and, and the work that they're doing, and, and we've just been fortunate. Kevin, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you to at least inquire about placing a phone sure. order to potentially get it shipped out? Right. Best way is just give us a call at 850-458-8782. We do have a Facebook page. We field a lot of messages on there. I, I will say up front with the, you know, the chaos that is right now, um, it's, I, I know I personally don't check it nearly as often as I, I did two months ago, three months ago, but, um, calling us is definitely the best way. I do have, uh, a guy that helps us with the Facebook account, account that's been monitoring it and trying to get back to 
the answers on that as timely as possible. Busier than ever, it's Kevin Green, the proprietor over at the butcher shop there in Pensacola, Florida. Make sure you give him a call and inquire if you are interested. Kevin, I know you're really busy. Appreciate you taking a few minutes out to give us some insight here on this meat shortage and how you guys are operating. Thanks so much. My pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. That's Kevin Green over at the butcher shop. No website yet, or still. Facebook is available, but as he said, give them a call for crying out loud. That's what you want to do. That number is 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. Inquire about shipping. Make sure you tell them that you're out of town. He'll let you know what they have and if they are shipping. As he had said, they're shipping two out of the last six weeks. So not very frequently, but when they can fit it in, they are fitting it in. Hope everybody's staying safe as we start to venture back to a slow reopen, depending on where you're at. Hope you enjoyed this bonus content. Give me some feedback and let me know. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. But don't forget, coming up this Tuesday, a brand new Barbecue Central Show. Malcolm Reed and Sam the Cooking Guy are both going to be in. Also, Pit Barrel Cooker is in to show it's a new lifestyle room. And then the following day on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, I will be with Emily Park and we'll be announcing the semifinal list of nine names of which three will make it into this year's 2020 Barbecue Hall of Fame class. So big stuff happening over the course of the next several days. Until I see you this coming Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.